Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking, Geeking Out, Out with Shades and Sketch. Sketch. Welcome back, longtime listeners. Every uh, every episode, we bring you to another corner of the Geeking Out multiverse. This week, uh, this episode, installment, who knows when it is. Uh, we it's have, a long time ago, I think. In a galaxy far, far away. Absolutely. We uh, have Goku hastily set up. Hastily. Um, usually, we don't get to hang out in accommodations this nice. This is schwanky. I feel like uh, I feel like a player. I here. am glad we uh, forwent the the smuggler's hold. Yes, I mean usually when we hide out in a ship, we're like in the in the underbelly, we're like with pipes and steam we valves. Be quiet. Yeah, it's but cramps. this, I mean, there's there's a rotating bed. There are mirrors on the ceiling and the uh, walls. A, a number of uh, decorative capes. There's a in the closet. There's a mini bar. Like, we are living we are the life. Ballin'. We uh Shades and I are hiding out on the classic uh, ship, the Millennium Falcon. Uh, infamous, really. I mean, if you don't know what the Millennium Falcon is, good on you for but tuning who, in. Who knew? Who that knew? That had an escape, escape pod, pod this, this luxurious. Whew. Five and, stars. And five it's star smart to be in the, in the escape pod because if anything goes wrong... As it usually does. We're safe. You know, we're the first to go. So, uh, uh, Sketch, do we have a... We have a theme song. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, if we're if we're talking uh, Millennium Falcon, that means we're talking Solo. Oh yeah, Star so, Wars, a Star Wars story, a Star Wars story. And I do think we have a theme what's song. This, what's this button do? Oh, oh. no. What? Uh, no, turn that off before we get sued. Perfect. Why? Why do they have a button that plays that? I'm surprised Jason Derulo was not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we are talking Solo, uh, Solo a Star Wars story, which bring, brings up a good point. Merry Christmas, Shades. Happy Life Day. Because uh, Star Wars, as we know, since Disney has bought it, always comes out around Christmas. Only com- yeah. So only it comes out. must be the holiday the season. The snow is falling. The hey, first. You know what? Christmas in July. Christmas in July. Absolutely. Um, solo, a Star Wars story. Yes. I mean, great title, guys. Great title. Um, <laughs> do you know what the um, Do you know what the code name for the project was? I uh, know. What was it? Red Cup. Red. Oh, butump. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. Are you serious? Though, was that the actual? It was the actual code name for the project. Wow. Red Cup. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, uh, guys, so uh, Solo, a Star Wars... I'm just going to call it Solo for my own. Yeah. yeah, Solo is Disney's second standalone, right? Rogue One was the only other. Possibly its last last. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, Came out only six months after The Last Jedi. A very quick turnaround. Very. Um, Episode 8. Thank you, episode eight. And now now we have a long wait until episode nine. We have a year and a half. Oof. uh, Which these days, in in the the movie environment, that's a long, long time. It is. So, um, what was Lucasfilm thinking with this movie all around? The release date? Wasn't it? It's so bizarre. Didn't it get released very close to, like, the anniversary, though, of episode four? Maybe. I think it did, but uh, not a strong enough reason to to buy No. to kind of botch the timeline. The, the, the real right. world timeline. The real world timeline. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, this movie was, um, I'm going to use the word problematic, but I'm not talking about the movie yet. I'm talking about everything that right. revolved Yeah. So around the, here's the thing with Solo, longtime listeners, you can't not talk about all of the controversies that come with this movie yeah. when you talk about it. And controversy, I think, is being kind. Yeah. Of course, we're all familiar with the, the firing of um, Lord and Miller. Yeah, the and original, the original directors, directors of the the, the Lego Movie, and uh, I uh, just saw a trailer for Lego Movie Two. Oh, did you? Yeah, I don't think I saw that one yet. It uh, more of the same, but uh, they've rebounded nicely. Yeah, it's you know the the budget, the casting. It seems every beat of this movie was one controversy after another. Yes, it was. It really set this movie up to fail. Yeah. Strong agree with that statement. Um, and, and, you and, and you didn't have to do any of it. No. And here's the thing. Well, we, we'll get into scores in a second. Right. We don't think it failed as a movie. I will say this. I was very critical. I was right there with all the haters. And I saw the movie. I'm sure you're really surprising our longtime listeners. I know, yeah. right? Um, does, that, does that shock you, long-time listeners? Shades had some problems going into I, a movie. I had, I had a number of problems going into this movie, and I have a number of problems leaving the movie, but I genuinely, I will say this, I genuinely enjoyed this movie, mm-hmm. and I 100% okay. enjoyed this movie more than Last Jedi mm-hmm. and Rogue One. Okay. But not Force Awakens, perhaps? But not Force Awakens. Okay. I would definitely agree... I enjoyed this movie way more than Rogue One. In a lot of ways, I think this movie told a story that Rogue One should have told. Absolutely. Strong agree. This was the heist movie that we were promised with Rogue One, I think. Absolutely. And I agree. I didn't like it as much as Force Awakens. I would really have to sit down on a cliffside on on Octu <laughs> and really meditate on if I enjoyed it more than I don't Last know that Jedi. it's a better movie. Mm-hmm. I I think it hit the the Star Wars beats better than Last Jedi. Yeah. Did. Okay. With the exception of Luke's showdown at the end. Yeah. I have I don't know if this is the episode for that, but maybe in a future mini episode we'll we'll revisit Last Jedi. I might have to take back some of the things I said about it. Yeah, because boy, we really haven't talked Last Jedi since we, we did have that it. episode. We it haven't. never comes up. <laughs> uh all right, should we get into a little history sketch? Yeah, what do you want to do first? The synopsis of the movie, or do you want to do the, uh, uh, the I'll history? Do, I'll do the history of the movie, and then you can give us the synopsis. You got it. You got so it. this goes all the way back. Solo has been in development a long time. Yes. This goes all the way back to before George sold Lucasfilm to Disney. Really? Yes. He was working on a young Han movie back in 2011 and 2012. Okay. Um, it was not announced until April of 2015 as part of the Star Wars anthology series. And the whole point of those movies were that they were not to cross over into the canonical saga. Mm-hmm. Great job with that, guys. Yeah. Um, you've, you've done a wonderful job of separating standalones We've from the saga. We've done two so far and we're 0 for 2. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was supposed to focus on how Han became the smuggler scoundrel that Luke and Obi-Wan meet in the cantina. The film was slated for a May 25th, 2018 release date. It was to be directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller of the Lego movie and written by veteran Star Wars writer Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, 
you know, Star Wars aficionados out there, you'll know that he wrote Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ron Howard is brought in to do the reshoots um, after Phil Lord and Miller are dismissed. And he reshot a whopping 75% of the film. Yeah. Basically, they started over. Uh, the original film timeline was to be five months, and they spent an additional four months filming the movie. Wow. Yeah. Um, and there are stories about Alden, uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich needing an acting coach. Do I think he was the right guy to play solo? Not necessarily, but I also uh, don't think he was terrible. There are you know, infamous stories about Lord and Miller going over budget and you know, not knowing how to direct a B-unit for stunts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. For whatever reason, they chose to go in a different direction with Ron Howard. And um, I'll save my takeaway yeah. um, after you give the synopsis of this, but I, I don't think the movie that Lord and Miller were giving Lucasfilm was the movie that Lucasfilm wanted. And I also don't think that Ron Howard gave them the movie that they wanted. Interesting. You know, this Solo, I feel, is the first Star Wars movie um, to be born in this environment. And by that, I mean, this is a post-Last Jedi Star Wars movie. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, it is almost trendy to hate on Star Shit Wars. Shit on a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Uh, before it comes out. I mean, Solo had... Can I take a sip of my Krillian moonset? Mm. Mm. Um, in this ship, I would be worried about taking a drink out of anything. <laughs> Probably have some kind of rare disease <laughs> yes. now. Um, but what I'm, what I'm saying here is that Solo... For the first time, we saw a Star Wars movie in production be treated the way a DC movie is treated. You know, let's hear about all the drama on set. Right. Let's hear about all of the problems in production. I mean, have these things happened before in Star Wars movies? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it has never been so widely talked about. Yeah. And I think that really... You know, and and I will fess up. I I was guilty of it. I was guilty of of saying to myself, "Oh God, I like, I don't, I don't know about solo. I don't know about solo. I don't think it's going to be good." And in the end, that benefited my movie watching experience. experience yeah, yeah, because I went in with no, no to negative expectations, yeah. and so I was just pleasantly surprised. Um, but it's just interesting to see a Star Wars movie. Now being targeted. By I that, think. That I think rightly so. Oh yeah, I mean, it's always been kind of like a, like a, like a holier than thou movie franchise. Yes. And you know, we can we can talk to we're blue in the face about fandoms and positive aspects and negative aspects and the power that fandoms have. But I think uh, this movie, people came out in droves and swung for the fences. Oh yeah. With uh, with critiques. And uh, it, yes, and I think. Lucasfilm also swung for the fences with this movie Mm -hmm. uh, in a number of different ways and whiffed every time. Yeah. Well, should we get into the actual movie here? Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. I wrote a little synopsis of Solo. Lay it on a sketch. A Star Wars story. I'm just going to take a... I'm going to throw the rest of this (laughs) Krillian moon set away. 
All right, Solo, a Star Wars story. In order to save his girlfriend from a giant aquatic centipede, a handsome young street racer and his dog naively enter into the unsavory world of organized crime. Irreversibly damaged the personal property of a successful young black business owner and haphazardly fund a terrorist cell intent on overthrowing the existing government, thus plunging the galaxy into years of a devastating civil war. Oh my God, that's amazing. Spoiler alert, he doesn't end up saving his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and that wow. is solo. sketch sketch um i gotta shake your yeah, head absolutely. wow that a was perfect. star wars story wow uh <laughs> guys it is a star wars movie it's a heist movie set in the star wars universe Oof. and we learn uh about han solo how he became the scoundrel we oh know. wow that's basically all you need to know about solo should we go to the scores? I think we got to go to the scores. Okay, before we go to the scores, I, I want to uh, put this in front of you. Just so you know, you were the one that said, let's go to the scores, and then said, <laughs> okay, well, before we do that, go ahead. Solo is the sixth, sixth highest costing movie ever made. Of it, all time? Of all time. It wow. cost 200, well, this is what they're, it may have cost more, but what they're putting out there is the actual production budget. They're not putting in reshoots. Okay. The original production budget was $275 million, and they didn't disclose how much they spent on, on reshoots. Mm. But remember, they shot this movie twice, yep. essentially. So the movie probably cost somewhere around $400 million Jeez. if you really get down to brass tacks. Boy. They shot the movie twice. Yeah. Um, it grossed... How much do you think it grossed? Did I already tell you? You this? already told me. Okay. So it's not it grossed $212 million domestic. It made $84 million in its opening weekend. Mm -hmm. And total, over the course of its run, it's made $388 million. Wow. You may recall the other uh, blockbuster cinematic fiasco. fiasco of this year cost... Two hundred million dollars, mm -hmm. but grossed six hundred and eighty million. And what movie was that? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, it was uh, Justice League. Oh, Justice League. That yes. little gem. Of course, of course. Uh, longtime listeners, if you haven't listened to it, head back into our catalog and listen to the Justice League episode. It's fantastic. It is a good episode. They're all good episodes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get some scores. Let's IMDb get some. IMDb yeah. gives Solo a seven point one. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score, mm -hmm. 71. Okay. Fan score, yeah. 64. Oh. Metacritic. Yeah. The critic score, mm -hmm. 62%. Wow, okay. Fan score, 5.8. Whoa! Yes. Google reviewers. Give yeah, the, Solo. That positive group. 83% of Google you reviewers know, like Google. Solo. That's Google popping up. Shades of Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch gives... Solo, yeah. a Star Wars story, mm -hmm. 75. Wow, okay. Much higher than I think you thought I was going to give it. That is higher than I thought you'd give it. Right. I, I went even higher than you. I, really? gave it, I gave it a 90. You gave it a 90%? I gave it a 90%. And this is what I'll say. Uh, and, and I'm going to give away my pitch right here. Okay. If this was a Dash Rendar movie, pitch please, I would have given this movie a 90. Uh, guys, for those of you who don't know, Dash Rendar is the protagonist of a Star Wars story called Shadows of, of the, the Empire. Empire. It was actually a script that they it never was, made. And they uh, turned it into a fantastic Video Nintendo game. 64 yeah. game as, as well as a, as a novel. Uh, and it followed a very 
similar to Han Solo, yes. kind of scoundrelly character in a ship that looked very much like very like if if it wasn't in the Star Wars universe, it would have been sued by the Star right. Wars universe. The uh, the Outrunner, so the Outrider, the Outrider. It was uh, it was kind of like a mashup of the Millennium Falcon and a B wing. Yeah. Uh, and it and it told us a similar story of a similar scoundrel. So I yes. think shades, you are very smartly suggesting that this this could my, have my been pitch, great. I know this is early in the episode. Yeah, go but my pitch, please. Please change nothing about this movie mm-hmm. except the protagonist. Yeah, set it in between episode uh, five and episode six. Yep. And give us a Dash Rendar movie. You wouldn't even need to... Um, you you still get Chewie. You still get Lando. Yep. You still get everything you want to do with this movie. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the baggage of people saying, well, it's not Han Solo. Yeah. Absolutely. You get... And, and unlike Solo, which radically affects the rest of the saga... Mm-hmm. A Dash Rendar movie would not. It would have been standalone. And it spoiler alert for been. Shadows of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of that game, Dash gets very close to saving Han. He sets up the beginning of, of Return of the Jedi, where mm-hmm. Lando and Leia have infiltrated Boba's Boba Fett's uh, stronghold. Jabba the Hutt. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Jabba Boba. But Boba's there. Uh, Boba's there. Jabba the Hutt's stronghold. Yep. And then Dash Rendar dies. Yeah. So problem solved. I hear, though, I never did back in the day, but I heard if you beat the game on the highest difficulty... He survives? He survives. Oh, okay. I, I also never beat it on the Spoiler alert, then. if you dust out your old N64, <laughs> get good enough at Shadows of the Empire to go to the highest difficulty setting and beat it. Sorry about that, guys. Yes. Um, no, I think that's smart, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. Feel free to, to, um, to say this is not what you meant, but you could even you could have done this movie and, and kept the actor. Like you don't have to get rid of this oh, actor. Oh no, he yeah, can play Alden, Dash. Alden Ehrenreich yeah. play uh, play Dash Rendar. So I think I think he would be a great Dash Rendar. I and I think I hundred percent agree. There are there are two the other than all the the the, the production drama that, that went on before this movie came out. I think the two biggest obstacles this movie had was. An audience, a general audience that wasn't ready for another Star Wars movie yet. We yes. we just had one, right? And you know, I go see all of them because I love Star Wars. You're a Star Wars kid, but I think a general audience is going to be like, eh. oh well, yeah, let's go see a, let's go see Infinity War or, right. or something else, you know, because right. there's a plethora of movies out right now. We don't need to see a Star Wars movie. The other thing is, is you're taking the character of Han who is beloved for many people, their yes. favorite Star Wars character, and you are tampering with it. and In irrevocable ways. And no matter what, oh, I, this, I'm, not saying, I'm not trying to say this to, to sound negative, okay? But like, I'll be the judge of that. No matter what, you're not going to pull it off. Like, <laughs> people are not going to be happy. Right, no matter what you this. do. Right. People are go- some someone is going to be. Let me start over with that. No matter what you do, everyone is going to be disappointed with something. The people who don't know Star Wars are going to say, oh, "I don't know Star Wars." Like, oh, yeah. what now? Well, what happens next? Yeah, you yeah. can find out. And the people who do know Star Wars are saying, "Oh no, what did you do to Han? Han wouldn't do that." Right. Or Han, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's and it's here's a great point with that. Here's a great point with that because. Um, 
they drastically changed Han Solo's origin story from the old expanded universe yes. in a way that d- now does not make sense. And this was part of George's original script and then came out in no- novels later. Han hated the rebellion, was skeptical of the rebellion mm-hmm. because his love interest, um, Bria Theron, mm-hmm. left him to join the rebellion. Yeah. And Han's reaction to that was to join the Empire. Yes. And that's Han's whole son. That sets him on his path. He, his, he is, his life is destroyed mm-hmm. by the rebellion. He didn't particularly love the Empire. He had no love for it. Yeah. But his He's an, an orphan who is essentially enslaved by um, a space pirate, mm-hmm. Gareth Shriek, which everybody thought that's who Woody Harrelson was going to play. Yeah. And his love interest, and he get free and go on adventures, and then she leaves him. Yeah. Chooses the rebellion. the rebellion over him, mm-hmm. and that sets him on his path. Yeah. Um, and that's how he encounters Chewie, and that turns him into the smuggler, that turns him into the, you know, the smuggler with a heart of gold. Yeah. But he joins the rebel, the, the Empire. He chooses the Empire. Yeah. And, and that's, that's problematic for this character. Because then it doesn't, none of his interactions with the Rebellion at the beginning of A New Hope make any sense. Another thing that's problematic with this, and, and you, you can honestly say this about any prequel of any franchise, but like, in A New Hope, Han is so morally ambiguous. He's a, he's a gray character. You don't know which side of the coin he's right. going to fall on. Except now you always but know now, what side like, right. He's a good guy. Deep down, he will always do the right thing. Do the right thing. And yeah, sure, we learned that. We learned that over the course of, of the original trilogy. Yes. But now you go into the original trilogy already. Knowing what's going to happen every time. That. Yeah. And don't need, just, don't need to drink any more of that Krillian moonset. I don't feel so good. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's supposed to be bubbling like that. Oh. And I don't mean the drink. I mean your skin. Um, <laughs> oh boy! So, but I mean, that's just a problem with prequels in general. You can say the same thing yeah, about any prequel, the original prequel. Star Wars prequels as well. Um, but let's get into some like official shades and sketch TM rants and raves. Yeah. Here we go. Let's start with Rafe's because everyone wanted to start with Rance for this movie before the yep. movie even came out. Let, I, let's start with the Rafe's. Okay. Do you, you want to start? I'll start with one. Great. Um, okay, here's my... This is probably my, my biggest Rafe, so I'll, I'll come out swinging. Great. I loved the amount of references to the, the larger Star Wars universe, the larger Star Wars story in this movie. I feel like this movie, more than any of the other Disney movies, hit that balance perfectly. There were little nods, little references. You know, you bring up, you, you say Minoc in a sentence. You, you know, you, you, you mentioned Bosk somewhere here or there. But gotcha. it's not gotcha. like, here yeah, I'm yeah, holding yeah. up Luke's training circle for the camera to <laughs> right, see. Right, 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 right. And, uh, you know, look, it, look we're, we're back on Tatooine. And right. I can hear Luke's music in the background, right, right, right. you know. Um, this movie, more than any of the other Disney movies, just I, I felt handled it like like artfully, like it was just there enough, right, for you to if you recognize the things to recognize. Do you it. have a favorite? Um, no, I mean I like the idea of a Minoc barbecue. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Okay, here's my favorite because I missed it the first time around. Okay. But I did see this movie twice in theater. So the second time around, I saw that in. Um, I forget his name, so I'm just going to call him Vision because it was played by. Oh, the same Paul guy. Bettany. Yeah, yeah. Whatever his um, name was. In Vision's mob boss office. Yes. He had a full suit of old Mandalorian, Mandalorian armor, armor. Yeah. and I thought that was yep. cool. Again, the camera didn't like. You know, you didn't swipe to it, and like you right. start on that, and then go into the scene. It's just there. It was just there, and you know, if and it you wasn't see a it, plot device. It wasn't a plot device. It was just. It was. Just, it, was it was dressing in the back of the of the scene, and if right. you noticed it, cool. And if you didn't, no harm. Who cares? Yeah. Like no one, no one noticed. And I'm also going to say that that goes for the same with the um, the rebellion and the empire. Were they're in this movie, but. Right. Very, very minimally. Yes. Okay, so the Rebellion shows up at the end, and you have, I mean, you do have the time with Han in the Empire. On the, on the ground. But even then, I don't even consider that, like, Empire, because that's not even, like, the big menacing Star Destroyer, like, showing up. You do have that for a little bit mm -hmm. at the start of the Kessel Run, and it was, like, just enough that you remember that, oh, yeah, this is taking place during this time. But it wasn't a Rebellion versus Empire story. And sure. It, and it wasn't a Force story. Either there was no force in this, and I yeah. love the force. Yep, but I'm so glad they didn't put it in this movie because it wouldn't have belonged. Yeah, and I'll I'll say it it really didn't belong in Rogue One, right? And they kind of hand fisted it in there. Yeah, and I it was, was it was nice that they didn't even address the force in this. I was afraid they were going to do something yeah. similar yeah. to that. I mean, the closest thing you get, except for a rant, I'm going to talk about a little bit later. The closest thing you get is um, Vision's little like lightsaber esque daggers, right? You know that he that he has. They're not true lightsabers, but they're just like energy blades, right? And they're like what the Praetorian guards use. Yeah, and like, and, um, I was like, okay, I get it, makes sense. If you had that technology available, why wouldn't you use yeah, it? Yeah, why wouldn't you use it? I think he was using those like shuck oysters at one point. <laughs> Space oysters. Space oysters. A little uh, lightsaber cheese knife? Yeah, right? And, oh, it would melt it. So you get like a little Rocleta action going on there. That'd be lovely. A little burn. Anyway, that is my first uh, rave. Do you have a rave? To I do. Uh, I think the best part of this movie in terms of an origin story was Han and Chewie's new origin story. Mm -hmm. In the expanded universe, we learn that uh, Chewbacca is being whipped. Mm -hmm. uh, because he's all of the the Wookiees have been captured yep. and enslaved, and they're, they're building the Death Star. Yes, and Chewie is just refusing to cooperate. And at this point, like Chewie just wants to die. Yeah. Um. So he's like causing a scene so that this officer will kill him yep. and like whip him to death. And Han saves it, like strikes the officer, saves Chewie, and they like they flee the they empire. Flee the empire, mm -hmm. and they're on the run. Yep. And Chewie swears a life oath to Han mm -hmm. for saving it, because apparently that's something they do on Kashyyyk. Yep. And he says, screw my wife. Right. Screw my father. Screw and my, my children. my little child. Yes. Yes. Uh, and in Solo, they, they really, for the first time, and it changes their relationship for the rest of the trilogy now. Mm -hmm. I like this change. It's mm -hmm. my biggest rave. Han and Chewie are equals. Yes. They, they escape together, they're, they're like, a, I'm, equals is maybe a little bit strong, but uh, Chewie is kind of like a manservant to Han. Well, you he heard the synopsis, his dog. Yeah. And in this movie, he's, he's the least dog of any other Of any Chewie. other Chewie, yes. And he is... Even he's, in he's the new more of like a Oh, absolutely. Yep. To totally agree. 
Um, he is really like a, a butch in a Sundance. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he is, he's not the main character, but he's not an, an equal. Yeah. He's his own character. He has choices mm -hmm. and decisions. And this is certainly, I'm going to just combine my second rave, but Chewie. There's just something about this character and his humanity. And they did such a good job of capturing Chewie's humanity yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, more, I think, more so than any other character in the movie. Yeah. Which is interesting because we can never understand what Chewie's Can't saying. Can't understand what he's saying. And it's really hard to pick up on his facial cues as well. Yes. Because they're coated in hair. But the, the body language yep. and just like... The decisions he the makes. The decisions he makes. Mm -hmm. And Han reacting to him. Yeah. The, the humanity of this character. I so, think a perfect example of what you are referencing is that scene in the mine where Chewie goes off to, to save the other Wookiees. His dad and his wife. and Was it though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Yes. And um, Han knows this is counter to the plan. This yep. is going to blow the plan. You gotta he, do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. And he gives him the, uh, yep. the whatever, the, the spear thingy. Spear, yeah. You know, and that, that was an instance of, like, partnership. Yes. And not servitude. Yes. You know? Um... Well, I'll I'll, pay, I'll piggyback on that too because th that that was one of mine. I thought you're going to disagree with some of this rave, but I thought Han was good. I know you think he wasn't Han. Yeah. And well, let me let me ask you a question. Not a big question. A little question. Sure. Was Han your favorite Star Wars character? R2 is my favorite Star Wars character. Okay. Han is my favorite human, human. character. Okay. Because he's one of the few dynamic characters in Star Wars. Okay. Like, L Luke is the same character at the end of A New Hope than he is at the beginning of A New Hope. Okay. But Han grows and changes over time. Okay. So I, I really... Yeah, he'd be my favorite human character. Okay. See, Han was never my yeah. favorite. I mean, he was fine. I, I never yeah. disliked Han. But I never identified with Han, no. I guess. Um, I definitely identified with Luke Warren. He was he was the one I followed throughout the, the original the original trilogy. So mm -hmm. so that meant like I didn't have those strong emotional connections to the character of Han going into mm -hmm. this movie. On top of that, with all of the the press coming out about right. the actor and oh he, he needs an acting coach right, and, you right, know, right, right this right. is yeah. a horrible decision and blah 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 it all made me just go, well, Han is going to suck. Maybe Solo can still be good, but the Han part of this movie is going to suck. Mm -hmm. Then I saw the movie, yep. and I went, the Han part didn't suck. Yeah. Um... And I know it's difficult for you because, because for you, you're, you are certainly one of the people who are like, well, that's not Han. That's not what Han would do or how Han would... Yeah, it's, I don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. Because I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And w one of my, I'll just, you know, piggyback on, onto that, that I really enjoyed one of my raves is that Aaron Reich made Han his own. Yeah. It was not an impersonation of Harrison Ford. No. Which I think it would have been very easy for someone to come in and try and do that. Oh, yeah. And so I, I appreciated and I enjoyed that decision, but at no time, you know, my brain could rationalize that this is Han Solo, mm -hmm. but at no time did I feel like I was yeah, watching you, Han did Solo. Did you feel it? In, and I mean, I will agree. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, I, I, at no point in time did I have that moment of like, uh, that's Han. You know? Right. 
or or even um, to bring it back to Last Jedi, and it's 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 not a perfect. It's okay. Uh, we don't talk about it, it very often. We don't talk about it a lot. So I'm just going to bring it up just because it needs to be brought up every once in a while. <laughs> it's not a perfect analogy because I know it is still Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker. Right. But the Luke Skywalker character was very, very different yes. in that movie. But there were still moments like when he was talking to Yoda. Yep. Uh, where I thought to myself, ah, that's Luke. I, I feel the Luke. Yes. You know? And I thought I was going to get that when he... Spoiler alerts. Mm-hmm. When he killed his mentor when he shot Woody at the end. Oh, oh, guys, uh, spoiler alert for Solo, a Star Wars story, and any other Star Wars things. All right, continue. I just, it would, yeah. Guys, did, it, did we not give the spoiler? I don't think we did, but that's okay. Guys, um, it, by now, you know that we're going to at least spoil the, whatever the title of this episode right, is. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, he, I, I at least thought I would feel like that, oh, that's Han. Han, yeah. and everybody like, oh, Han shoots first. No, Han shot. Mm-hmm. Greedo never pulled his weapon, mm-hmm. or like he didn't even attempt to fire. Maybe he did pull his weapon, I can't remember at this point. I'm old. Um, it was a long time it ago. It was a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Han shot. Yep. Period. End of story. And I thought I was going to feel like, ah, he got it. That's where he becomes Han Solo in this, in this moment. And even, ah, it just didn't, didn't work. That scene, though, reinforces a great scene. My my thing about the references because I was sure that we were going to get a line there of like always shoot first, always yeah. shoot first, you yeah, know, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that, and it was going to yeah. be like basically that's what Woody does, says as his last line, then looks right. dead in the camera and winks, and is like, "You guys know, right?" <laughs> and, um, and they didn't they didn't take that. Didn't. There were there were multiple opportunities in the movie where they could have done right. that, and they didn't do that, which which I liked. But it, so I, I one hundred percent see where you're coming from with yeah. the Han thing, and I think just to me, it it didn't it didn't have that big of an impact because to me Han doesn't have that big of an impact. But I think this also is, fits perfectly with what you said earlier that no matter what they did, someone was going to be disappointed. Oh, absolutely, and that's a perfect example. Yeah, is it uh, your rave or my rave? Oh, I mean, I way of, more just, raves for this movie just than kept, I thought I was going to. We just kept to. piggybacking and piggybacking. Why don't you take another? Uh, the train heist. God damn it, that's my other one. It was very Rebels. It was. It was very Star Wars Rebels. It worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but give me a story of those characters. Yeah. Give me Dash Rendar and Woody Harrelson's crew. I just want the whole movie. I just want to verify you. This is a rave, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like so, just give me that movie. Yeah. Plan planning the train heist, putting the team together. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I have another pitch for the end of this. Oh my gosh. I only have one based pitch on this, this movie. Um, don't kill them off immediately. Yeah. Don't kill those characters off immediately. Mm-hmm. Make the movie about that. And then everything you know, goes sideways and goes to shit. Like that was such a great sequence of events and it was set up so perfectly. That, and that it was like they, team, couldn't, they couldn't wait to kill that team fast enough. That team was the co- a collection of my favorite characters yeah, in the movie. Right? I loved that whole setup. I loved all of those characters because every time you were introduced to a character, you were like, eh, pff, I don't know. Pff. Yeah. Like, eh, don't care about this guy. And by the end of, by their exit, yeah. you 100% cared about those characters. What was the, Rio, right? Rio yeah. was the guy with the four. I really liked him. He was awesome. Um, he was such a, like a Wash-esque character. 
and we we talked about this off off mic, but uh, Firefly reference. It's there, a guys. it's a difficult thing uh, to bring humor into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, but Rio was the right kind of character yes. to bring humor in. Perfect um, into this universe. What I liked about the train heist was um, one of the things that makes Star Wars so endearing, especially especially the the original trilogy, is that it doesn't fit neatly into one genre. It, it, it took all of these oh, yeah. other older genres mm-hmm. and mashed them together, like like the World War II war propaganda yes. movies, uh, samurai movies, Westerns. and Westerns. And we haven't seen Disney no. pull off the Western aspect a lot. We've seen in Last Jedi specifically, like well, let's just use Last Jedi as, as the example. Well, it's not like we ever talk about we it. We never bring it up. So let's just talk about Last Jedi and Justice League for just sure. a second. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> no, but in Last Jedi, I mean, you did have that nice scene. The 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 opening space battle was very reminiscent of the old World War II, um, you know, bombers and, yep. and and fighter jets and or not jets but fighter planes, and uh, you know everything with Luke, love it or hate it, was very um, very much a Western. Very, well, no, I was going to say very much a uh, like a Japanese samurai mythical journey. You know, you got your 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 wise man on top. And and you have your, oh, your sure, young sure, sure. swordsman learning the way that kind sure. of thing. But then also their showdown. Their very, showdown was very western. Was very but western. but it was um, we haven't had like that like good old spaghetti western of like the the, the rough and tumble town right and like our scoundrels on the outskirts. I mean, I don't even think I think Rogue One might have been going for that, but it, it I missed. didn't come across like that at all. But in, in this movie, you had you know. This this group of outlaws sitting around a campfire, right. you know, before their big train yep. heist. You know, was one it, of them playing a harmonica? I don't know, but the, but real was they, cooking. Yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah, like yeah, an real old an old fashioned you know cook over over the fire. Yeah, and um, you, you have to you have to for a second put away the the uh, the thought in your head of like, well, why the fuck is there a train in the Star Wars universe? You know? It's a heist. It's a western heist. Yeah, but I mean, and it was it was really. Really, yeah, well done. Hundred percent agree, and it felt really Western. And I like that they put that part on a snow planet because it could have been just as easy to put it on a desert planet right. and really hit that home yep. to say this is your spaghetti Western, you guys. Like, right. Enjoy it, but they didn't. They stepped back a little bit. And if you, you know, if you know uh, enough to recognize it, you go, ah, it's paying homage to you know the old cantina without being in a cantina flat out, even though they are. Later, yeah. when they get Lando. Yeah. Lando. Lando. It's a great segue. Uh, despite the clunkiness of the film, mm-hmm. I had fun. Yeah, it was very It fun. was a fun movie. And every time Lando was on screen, mm-hmm. I had fun. I, I lo- His capes, his shenanigans, um, the, the Calrissian Chronicles. <laughs> <were like laughs> He's basically pulling a Lacey Charbert oh from Lost Oh my uh, goodness, yes. Yeah. I, I loved it. I feel like... I had fun whenever Lando was around. I feel like I had a similar reaction to Lando that you did to Han. Really? I you never felt like he was Lando. I think I had I had really high... I, I had I had unrealistically high expectations. What for, about um, his performance? Uh, for, for those of you that... Um, Donald Glover, mm-hmm. Childish Gambino, yeah. portrays Lando Calrissian in yeah. this movie. And I was so psyched yeah. when I heard that casting. I was like, yes. He didn't do it for you. There were just moments where 
I felt like it was he was just trying to be Billy D. Oh yeah, you know, and but I don't feel like he did a Billy D impersonation. I think that he brought the best part, like what he captured was um, his charm mm -hmm. and also the way he moved. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he had that when, in his stances and, and everything. That's that's what it was, and it wasn't even the voice or like when they first introduced him at the card game, and he's kind of like sitting, leaning in with his with his uh, yeah. hand on his chin. I was like, oh, that the first like in that was the only time in this movie that I was like, yes. Oh, believe me, it did not bother me enough right. that it was like a rant or anything like that. It just wasn't strong enough for me to be right. Sure. But I'll I'm tell you, you what I what I did like was how he kept mispronouncing Han's name. Yes. That they that Purposely. they that they made they that made a thing, thing. So yeah. that later on in Empire it makes sense. When Lando keeps calling him Han. You know? Yeah. That um, was great. This movie did a couple things I feel that that aided the the original trilogy. Oh yeah. And made things make more sense. Uh you mean it like fixed a bunch of things? Yes. Like the Kessel Run? Like the Kessel Run. Should we just talk about Let's that? Let's just talk about the Is it one run. of your rants? It's not, is it one of my, your rants or raves? No. It's not. But, but it's, I a, it's a topic to bring up. It's a great thing that they did with this movie. Um, so the big controversy, uh, the big issue with original Star Wars mm -hmm. is this throwaway line that Lucas wrote in yep. about the Millennium Falcon making the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. 12 parsecs. Mm -hmm. Rounding up. Yes. <laughs> um, and. Uh, brings it all back when Family Guy did the yeah, what they call Blue, that? Harvest Blue Harvest yeah. episode, their Star Wars episode. Chris portraying Luke says, isn't parsecs a unit of distance, distance of as time. opposed to time? Mm -hmm. And certainly this isn't the first time it's been brought up. But, but it that's it when the, it made the, the it a ubiquitous yeah. thing where mm -hmm. everybody started like throwing shade at Star Wars. Yes. And Oh, do we call it throwing shade because you're usually so negative? Yes. Okay. That's where it came from. That's where it came from. Guys, you just learned something today. You did. Dropping the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, but this movie... It was always such a minor thing. Like, first of all, who gives a shit? Yeah. But it's become such an issue. Yes. And then this movie addressed it. And they didn't take the easy they road They did not out. take the easy I'm going to let you take this because the way you phrased it was very well thought out. God, well, now I hope I can... Again, guys, we, sometimes we talk we, off we, mic. We talk Is off mic. Is that okay, guys? Can we have a relationship outside this podcast? It's Jeez. not Mythbusters. It's Stop. not like we leave the GoCo and we don't talk to yeah, each other we just until the next walk episode. two different directions. Um, oh, did I just spoil the magic of Mythbusters for someone? Yeah, guys, Jamie and Adam hate each other. I didn't know that. You really oh, ruined that for me. That's a bummer. Oh, I'm sorry. Um... They respect each other. They just don't get along. Guys, spoiler alerts for the personal lives of the Mythbusters. <laughs> Sorry, forgot to throw that one in there as well. We'll try to edit this around and put all the spoiler alerts at the beginning. No, we won't. Um, no, we will not. <laughs> we're, we're not the Star Wars universe. We don't do things out of order like that. Um, this movie could have easily taken a very direct and simple way out of this whole Parsec thing. In a similar way that, like, uh, you know, Lando is mispronouncing Han's name, right. even though he's doing it on purpose. Han could have just been stupid and, right. and kept calling them parsecs, and someone could have just been correcting him over like, and over uh, and over. Whatever, whatever. You know, they, they you know that's a that's a unit of of distance, not right. what. And then there you go, fixed. 
Right. Han just doesn't like know what he's talking Han about. Like if Han thought that inches right. was a way of telling... Was like, hey, what time do we have to be there? In right. 12 inches. 12 inches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and guys, you can take that whichever way you'd like. I give that to you as a gift. But in in this this movie, they said, no, we're going to step up to the plate and we're going to try we're, to make it work. We're going to fix this. So that it will work in 12 parsecs. Right. That doing this run, which you would think is just a, a finite distance. Right. And so what's the point of doing it in 12 if everyone can do it in 12? Right. The shortest distance between two two points is a straight line. Well, we're going to come up with a reason why it doesn't work that way. Right. And they actually sat down and they came up with a plot. They came up with a story on why 12 parsecs is a legitimately big deal right. to do the castle running. And it was not the easy way. At all. At all. I mean, it was difficult. It was... It was a little ham-fisted in there. It they didn't was, need to do it, but they wanted to do it. But they wanted to. It would have been very easy to just been... It's the force, you know. Right. Not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it's the force, <laughs> but, you know, that kind of simple explanation. Right. They had every opportunity to do that in this movie. And they chose not to. And they 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 deserve to be commended yes. for that. Because I think it's so tempting. It's so tempting in this day and age, especially when you're dealing with a Star Wars or a Marvel movie, that like you got a guaranteed hit. Right. You can get a little lazy. Yep. You know what I mean? You don't actually have to write a script. Yeah. You don't actually have to wear your suit. We'll just <laughs> digitally put it. You know what I mean? We'll just, like, yeah, we'll just let RDJ be RDJ. So I think this movie deserves recognition yeah. for taking that minor. Listen to us raving about this movie. Yes. And it, it, it honestly deserves to be. We're yeah. not doing it to be those guys. You know, we're not doing right. it to be like, oh, you all hate it. Well, here's why we like it. Like, oh no, this movie was problematic. It was certainly problematic. And guys, you know we have a rant section coming up right after this. But if you want your upcoming Star Wars movies to not be lazy, to not be cookie cutter, to not just be formulaic, well, then you have to recognize when a Star Wars movie is not those things. And you need to celebrate those things so that future directors and future writers still take these chances and still go, no, it's worth putting in the work to do the the more difficult writing, the more difficult uh, story oh, to wait. tell. You mean, Sketch, you mean yeah. story is important? It's still important. I know there's a lot oh, of people out there I... telling you just say no to story. Right. But just... no, still hold on to that story, guys. Pull it into your heart and protect it like a baby bird. Because... <laughs> One day, that story's going to let you soar into <laughs> your dreams. It's going to let you make the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have any more raves? I mean, I mean, my last rave was just like the plot, but we've kind of talked about it. That like, this wasn't a typical Star Wars movie. It, it, had, it had a time frame of like, what, a week, two weeks? Maybe. Like that, that a couple hours going on this adventure. Um, for the most part, and we'll get there in rants. Until until one specific scene, it was it was completely standalone. It right. It could have started and ended, and we were done with Han the Han Solo story. Right. And like 
awesome. I love that. Right. Because I've said in other episodes that not everything, not needs, everything to needs to be an leading into universe. another right. thing. Yeah, yeah. And this already is part of it. Right. Universe. Right, right, right. So let's just let it be one story in the universe. Okay. I think that's a great point to transition to rants. Okay. Can I start? Yeah, sure. This story just doesn't work. Okay. It just does not work. I like the story. There though. are elements that are fun, mm-hmm. and it's a fun movie. But in the it, it like you said, it is part of an interconnected universe it is. already. Okay, so tell me what part of the story you think doesn't work. Han basically starting the rebellion. Oh, we're yeah. <laughs> um, and how many different? I don't know what they're trying to say about the rebellion at this point. I don't know if this is some giant convoluted Lucasfilm way of saying like everybody has to rebel in their own way. Yeah. But we've started the rebellion. I don't know how many different ways at this point. We've got a Rogue One starting to the rebellion. We've got a Rebel start to the rebellion. Now we've got a Solo start to the rebellion. Even Not, towards even uh, towards the end of Clone Wars, you got yeah. The, now, the Clone Wars. It's like what. And and I I respect that you know causality right no one thing starts something except sometimes it does and we had we had a trilogy of movies in which we were given the start to the rebellion and then we got a second trilogy of movies that gave us the start to the rebellion and then we got a prequel to those prequels to the sequels. That was a start of the rebellion. And enough, enough with giving me this like bullshit, like this starts the rebellion, the spark that burns, like everything's about starting the spark and being the ignition and the flame and causality. I'm over it. Well, I'm so over it. And certainly, if this is supposed to be a standalone movie that uh-huh. doesn't influence the rest of the saga yeah well now you're 0 for 3 okay i'll say two things to that i'll say three things the first thing i'll say really easy i agree with you on that i don't think there i i I was disappointed when we got rebellion ties in this in this movie i was like i had like a guttural reaction like no no why why would you do this to me the second thing is and i and i you know, you know, and long-time listeners, you know as well. I do not like to get political or bring real world into Stop this podcast. infecting my fake, fake world, world with, your, with real world. your real world. But I will say, it's starting to get a little... What's the word I'm looking for? Dangerous? Insincere? Irresponsible? Of these movies... What they keep depositing is how profound and impactful it is to be that spark, to start the rebellion, to start pushing back. We have yet to see now people <laughs> follow through. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, Certainly, the moment that you stand up and fight against something evil is a right. tremendously impactful moment in right. your life in, and in everyone around you's life. There are consequences to those actions. There are consequences to those actions. And at some point, you have to take the responsibility in these movies to also show that, like, okay, well, here's how that went for everybody. <laughs> you know? And you can't even argue that, well, that's what the uh, that's what the original Star Wars trilogy was about. Because it right. wasn't a story about the rebellion. 
Right. It was a story about Luke Skywalker, Skywalker. and then Leia and, right. and Han. I mean, playing it was a family drama mm-hmm. playing out against the backdrop, the backdrop. of what of whatever uh, a civil war, yes. an intergalactic struggle, a political disagreement. Whatever. I mean, one of my big disappointments. If I was ever going to say I was disappointed by the the Star Wars, um, the original Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. is that like I never got to see Luke actually fight in the rebellion, right? Except for the Death Star run, the Death Star run, and then and then Battle of Hoth. Okay, right, right, I did right, get, right, I did right, get right. two two he's fights, the, uh... but I mean he's like the best pilot the rebellion has. He's a Jedi in training, yeah. like, and I know there are limitations at the time, and blah, 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 blah. We get, we get it in an expanded universe. But that wasn't the story they were telling. No. In these more recent incarnations... That is the story they're telling. That is telling. the story they're yeah. telling. Okay. 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 Right. Tell me that story, then. Right. Don't, don't just start the story. Right. <laughs> and then have me go, and they all live happily right. ever right. after. Right. Like, what's going on here? Right. Um, so that's just a long way of me saying I agree with you. The Rebellion didn't need to be in this movie. Right. We've seen the Rebellion's birth enough right. uh, for it to show up yet again with another founder. Right. Um, that was another little subtle thing that he did, though, that one of those seven, whatever you call it, banditos that showed up on the planet. By the way, they showed up on the planet on their motorcycles? Yeah, they got to a was, new planet. Are they Lobo on their motorcycle? Yeah, I guess Lobo's the eighth one that we didn't see. But yeah. one of them was um, Sol Guerrero's um, right hand man. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. From Rogue yep. One. So I mean, that was a nice little subtle. subtle Except thing. I don't give a shit about Rogue One. And the other, the other one was it was nice to see um, what's his name, the guy who played Wicket. Um, oh yeah, um, um, I was gonna say Warwick Davis. But that's not right, is it? I think it is, because that's what I wanted to say. Warwick Davis? Yeah, that is Warwick Davis. Guys, it's Warwick Davis, and if it's not, we'll edit out the part. Yeah. Except we won't. We won't. So, uh, Google it. Uh, Should I take a rant? Yes. Because that was your rant, rant, right? I'll do a really simple, short one. Okay. The movie is dark, and I do not mean DC dark, like a dark tone. The first 30 minutes is is very difficult difficult to see see what's going on. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's it's physically visually dark, dark. too it's dark. Like the set is poorly yes. lit. Too dark for a movie to be. Yes, you, you know, um, you're seeing this in a dark theater. You need some light on the screen. Right, 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 right. When they were in that, like, couldn't see a thing. Yeah, with the centipede woman. Nope. Okay. It, okay. And then the um, <laughs> when they guys, you couldn't see the face that sketch just made. It's like painful. Like, it was. Like, it was wonderful. It made for great audio. The, um, the war, like when he was uh, yes. when he was in infantry, it was just um, so dark. It was just so dark. And again, I, that's just like a cinema, right? Uh, cinematography thing. Like, it's not going to win the award for best up, lighting. Yeah, tone yeah. up your your brightness a little bit because you've surpassed your mood. They and spent now you're all just the money on reshoots. They yeah, couldn't they had afford to take the out light budget. bulbs. Yeah. They're just sending around a guy. Just <laughs> squeak, 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 squeak. Um, I will. I will return. Yeah. That shot with uh, everything on the orphan planet, and part of it was yeah. just—it was just so poorly lit. It I was, couldn't yeah. tell what was happening. Even even the the chase sequence, mm-hmm. um, it looked like there was jeopardy that he was dodging, but I had difficulty seeing it. Yeah, um, that whole component of the story uh, I didn't care for, and um, Amelia Clark never cared about her character. 
I also, except except for it would have been so I much more didn't. powerful if he never found her rather than her coming back. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little too. I'm getting a little tired in Star Wars movies how coincidental <laughs> things can be. It's the Force. Yeah, like, and now we finally have a movie where the Force is is not there, not a but, factor, but we're still like right showing up. Amelia Clark. I don't even remember what her character's name was. Jen? Kira. 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 She. I don't know where I got Jen from. <laughs> she, yeah, Jen. You know, those Star Wars names. Uh, Jen and Brian. Little shout out to Jen and Brian. Uh, <laughs> friends of mine. But um, she. You're welcome, Jen and Brian. She was kind of nothing no, in this movie. Her, her character was so. Um, I, just, I don't know. You wanted her to be a badass. Or I wanted she could her to be fight. A that was kind of, but like, it isn't just like being able to handle yourself that makes you a badass. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't even see her handle herself that much. Yeah. Once or twice. And I was never, and I don't know if it was intended to be this way, but I was never surprised by her turn at the end. I mean, nope. that writing was on the wall the whole time from the beginning. Yeah. Um, it's disappointing yeah. because I like Amelia Clark, and it just makes me Amelia wonder, Clark, do I like Amelia Daenerys Clark, Targaryen, or do I like Daenerys Targaryen? Um, I, I, this is a bold statement. I enjoyed her in Terminator Genesis. I thought she was a great... Yeah, I didn't see Terminator uh, Genesis. The, it's, eh, yeah. it's better than Terminator 3 and Terminator Salvation. But I mean, that's not saying much. Yeah. She was, I think she was a, a good successor. That's the one that came out when we were in high school. That three? Terminator 3. That's the one I saw. Yeah. That was, that was the last one I saw. That wasn't good. Say. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man, this is bringing us down. It really is. Mila Clark, why are you bring this down? I'm bringing Clark. this down. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I don't want to blame her because it I'm could not just be the way her. the character She's, was written. She is a talented actor. Yeah. She can she can sell a movie. Yeah, she can lead a movie. The character the character was problematic. I feel it was, like it was not a good character. I feel like she would have been much more compelling if she was written in a way that Woody's wife was. Yeah, because uh, she was gone in a flash. I mean, yep. she, and, and well, that's what, if we never see her again, mm -hmm. and and. After Han gets off the orphan planet, yeah, whatever it was called, I don't know. I think it was just orphan planet. Oh, okay. No, it was Corellia. Oh, it was Corellia. Yeah, because it was the um, Empire shipyard where they were making oh, the Star Destroyers, right, right, which right. I liked because again, not in your face. It right. was just above the yep. skyline that you could see. Oh, this planet is in the shadow of the Empire. Um. Yeah, I don't think. Do we need to say anything more about it? No, I I agree with you though. If we had spent more time with that first crew, and then what if at the end? Han finally does get back to the planet, but he finds out that she's died or something. Yeah. You know, that or, or that she joined the rebellion. She joined the rebellion. She chose the rebellion over him. There you go. Boom. There you go. Boom. Um, yeah, another rant. Was that my rant? Your rant. It started out as your. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. no uh, yeah, this is your rant because my rant became uh, the orphan planet. Okay. I'm going to write here. I'm going to read exactly what I wrote. Great. The Darth Maul reveal. No thanks. No. 
Uh, very problematic since we already had a Darth Maul reveal on Rebels yep. and concluded that story. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So earlier when I told you what I, when I thought this movie took place, it, can. it has to take place a lot earlier. Right. God. So uh, we were talking uh, before we hit record. We thought this movie took place about five years before the events of A New, New Hope. Hope. Yeah. And that's just, we know Rebels is part of canon. Yeah, and no, it seen, certainly is. We've seen Darth Maul's story play out. Yeah. Um, and it can't be that late. It has to be much earlier. It has yeah. to be... Which either makes like, Han much older, much older right, than Luke right, and right, Leia, right, right. or makes him much younger, younger than we're than expecting, expecting in this movie. Yeah. I don't know. Like it, a, it, like a, how old do you think Han is in this movie? I was gonna say I thought he was. I thought he was basically like Luke's age in A New Hope. I thought he was Wait, 18. like eighteen. Yeah. In in yeah. the um, Han's gonna be like between thirteen and maybe even for the Darth Maul, Maul reveal. reveal. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be even younger than that. Also, the Darth Maul reveal. Another thing that bothered me about it, other than the, the continuity, is it it felt like just a way to get a lightsaber in because we need a lightsaber. Right. It also felt like it didn't even feel like it was telling us point blank. The story continues. We're right. going to get more of this. There's going to be a solo than, part blah, blah, two, blah, 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 or there'll blah. be another standalone and like solo. We know Alden is contracted for two more like appearances. What we I now was thinking... like in in the 21st century when you're contracted for a movie, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do a whole movie. It could be like a cameo in another movie, right? And and what I thought leaving this movie, um, I originally thought, oh, okay, well, we're getting a solo two, and now I'm pissed because I one of the things I liked about it was that it was small and contained, right? And that you oh. can you can end it right where it is. Spoiler. And and we've we've told the story we need to get to where we meet him in, in four. Neither right? small nor contained. But maybe what will happen is because until all this was kind of scrapped or slowed way down. The next movie slotted out was supposed to be the Boba Fett, Boba movie. Fett. And, then, and then possibly, possibly rumors of an Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan movie. Which means if Darth Maul is the big bad the big of this bad standalone of the, of trilogy, the, um, anthology, the crime syndicate or yeah. whatever, it would make sense that the next movie could Did have him in Did we see the crime syndicate in Rogue One? In Rogue One? was the, What no. are they called? The Crimson, Crimson Dawn? Dawn? I think. I don't think we did. I don't think we did. If Are they like did. a thing in Star Wars that we've heard of before? In Clone Wars, that does not make sense. In Clone Wars, I'm Crimson not saying Dawn it was the Crimson Dawn, but in Clone Wars, Darth Maul does end up leading a group of unsavory individuals. And this is might that be the crim- the that might natural, be the origin of the, the progression of the Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Um, I really hated. That it Dar- showed up here. Darth Maul reveal. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like Darth Maul, and I think I think he's a really cool character. I mean, and what was great about it? I'll, I'll throw a little bit in here because it could have just been a CGI Darth Maul, but they got Ray Park. They did get Ray, and they, they also got it. the voice of Maul from the Clone Wars. Yes, they. So we've never heard Darth Maul until the Clone Wars and Rebels. This is um, this is similar to the Kessel Run. I mean, yeah. they, 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 they made a decision. And and they did it to the to right. the nth. You know, they they yep. did every single thing they should have if they were going to go this way. Right. This is one I just wish they didn't go this way. They didn't need it. Um, I knew it was Maul as soon as we saw the metallic leg. I was yes. like, "Fuck." Yep. We're bringing in 
if if you if you're unaware of the the extended Star Wars universe and you've only seen the movies, we're bringing in a character that we haven't seen since 1999 in in Episode One. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a choice. Like that has that's. A character that Ballsy. died on screen yes. in night. A character that had like four lines of dialogue, right? And was a ninety-eight, uh, ninety-nine, ninety-eight or ninety-nine. 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 Um, That's a, a choice. A literal throwaway character. Yeah. I mean, he was thrown down that shaft yes. in two pieces, and then he had a great story in Clone Wars and Rebels, and then he naturally had a a beautiful poetic ending. Yep. In Rebels. Rebels. Leave him. Leave him be. <laughs> He's been through enough. He doesn't need to now lead your crime syndicate. How much you know? more does he have to lose? Why, if they're going to go that way, why couldn't that just been Jabba? Because uh, then it would have had to have been like the the blubbery green yes. uh, sunset. I don't know. Also, odd that in Star Wars, we've only ever seen holograms in blue, but somehow Darth Vader, I mean, Darth, Darth Maul, red. got to do a red lightsaber yeah. in his blue hologram. That that's, no guys, that's minor. That's minor. <laughs> and in 30 years, another team is going to address that minor detail. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any more uh, rants? Uh, yes. Okay. I only have one more, and it's a big one, so I'll, I'll, I'll save it until you're ready. Maybe this might be the same rant. I'm going to combine these two things. Okay. They have no idea still mm -hmm. what makes Han a likable character. Okay. It's like, oh, he's the scoundrel that shoots people. Mm -hmm. Still, in mm -hmm. his own movie. Um, I guess they were trying to say that he learned from Lando, but it's left to inference. Learn from Lando? Like how to be charming and charismatic. Oh, yeah, that's And side what of I it. mean <laughs> by this is Han never felt like Han in the sense that he's either learning and naive mm -hmm. or he's capable and daring. He can't be both mm. at the same time in the same movie. Mm -hmm. He either needs to learn how to be capable and daring. Yeah. Yeah. Or. He needs to be naive yeah. and learning. And, you know, Woody's his mentor, but then and that's where he gets like the scoundrel part. Yeah. And then Lando's his mentor, and that's where he gets like the suave the charisma. Charisma. Sure. Or he's just innately that character, and it just goes back and forth too many times. Yeah. Yeah. I'll follow you on that. That. That did bring up something I really liked, though. Can I just sure. pepper it? So yeah. I did like that final um, Sabak scene where he actually wins the Falcon yeah. from Lando. I liked that scene yeah. a lot. That was great. Uh, that he figured out how Lando was cheating. Yeah, was... And he didn't call him out on it. Exactly. He just exactly. made it so he couldn't cheat and then won fair and square. Right. Like, legitimately fair and square. Right. I liked that a lot. I liked that a real lot. Yeah, it was that perfect. Should been, that should have been right. It was. It was one of those, like, perfectly done kind of things. Um, yeah. That was not my my rant, by the way. Okay. Should I do my rant? Yeah. It's big. Go for it. Guys, if you've seen the movie, uh, there is one thing we have not touched with a 20-foot Minox stick, and that is... Oh, I, I have this. L3. Yeah. The droid? Yes. L3. Yeah. L3 is just a big rant. Yep. Like, a really big problem. Yeah. 
droids can't be female. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's we, not. We got to talk about this. Yes, we have to talk um, about. And I decided to make this a big question rather than a rant. I have a big question about L three too, and I have a pitch about L three. L three is going to pepper the rest of my okay. talk about solo. <laughs> but this is. Uh, I'll throw this in here so I don't have to talk about it. In my big questions. L three is so problematic in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, droids. Yes. Do droids have free will or not? I don't know. I don't think the Star Wars universe or Lucasfilms knows at this point either. I think every once in a while they 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 get close. They get close to knowing. I like how in this movie with L3, it, it was similar to what's been going on with R2-D2 over all these years. The reason that she has a personality mm-hmm. and an individuality to her is that she's never had a memory wipe. And that's how our brains work. That's where our personality comes from. Memories of our existence, memories right. of situations, decisions, those mold who we are. Sure. So it I'm makes sense that a droid who has never had its memory wiped, its intelligence over time will refine into a personality. A personality. Right. That being said, then they do the exact opposite of that when they free all the droids and they go cocoa bananas. <laughs> they right. they shouldn't have. Why did all of the droids go cocoa bananas? The idea... Guys, that's a Tropic Thunder reference for you. <laughs> the uh, okay, spoilers for uh, Cocoa Bananas. We have a lot of spoilers <laughs> at the beginning of uh, this this episode. The fact that they all had restraining bolts on them is a problem. Yes, because, because they, yeah, you need a restraining bolt. Insta- I feel like such a fucking nerd right now. Like, <laughs> let it out, honestly. Let God, your geek flag fly. I feel like I'm getting acne saying this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but. The reason, the first time we see Restraining Bolt is in A New Hope when the Jawas put them on C-3PO and R2-D2. Yes. And the reason they put Restraining Bolts on them is because they need to restrain them. Yes. They're not programmed to do anything at that time. They're being sold off to someone who's going to program them. Right. Right? Now, unlike a computer, which sits on your desktop or in your bag, these machines can can walk around around and leave if they want to. So you put a restraining bolt on them to shut down their their faculties if they start doing something you don't want. It seemed to me, and I saw the movie twice, that in Solo, L3 released all the droids from their restraining bolts. Yes. That's to say that they were all still being restrained. Restrained. That's not how that works. Right. They were all programmed to do their specific jobs. Right. There's no one big button that just goes reset programming. And if it does, they will all be blank slates just right. waiting for next order. Tabula rasa. Droids. Droids are not living beings. I, right. I, I'm sorry. And we can't right. deposit that they are. They Guys, are, R2-D2 is my favorite character. And mine too. And uh, it pains me to say that he's not a living, breathing he, he's not. creature. He's, he's not organic. Now, he's... Absolutely, definitely a character. He is executing his programming, and R2 always has to be told what to do. And he has a personality again because we've seen, and they did a nice little line of that yeah. at the end of episode three, yeah. where they wiped C3PO's memory, right. but they, they did not, they did wipe, not R2. wipe R2. So he um he has had 
he has had decades at least right. to build up this personality that we know. And, right. and we love him for that. So he reacts to things very artistic. And he's had a lot of different programming over yes, the years. Yes, he has. Which and is where his like hijinks and mm-hmm. um, what do they call him? How do they refer to him? It's not like a the temperamental. Do they call him temperamental? Yeah, they call him that temperamental. Are, that's something to that. Effect. I have a friend on Facebook who calls uh, uh, calls him BP trash can, <laughs> but endearingly, sure. endearingly. BB He's got, and and yeah, and that's where BB8 is kind of problematic because he doesn't have decades of memories and right. he already has this personality. Yeah, so not every droid can be R2D2. No, and and that's unfortunate because yeah, R2. Listen to us, both of us love R2D2, yep. and he is a he's rare. He's rare. He's a unicorn, and, and he's a tremendous um, beacon of our childhood. I would say. Oh my god! R2-D2. You know what would be amazing What's if that? episode nine came to a conclusion, mm-hmm. and it's just like it just pans out on R2, yes. and he's remembering the whole thing. Yeah, and he's just like a broken down little droid in a corner. Yeah, and he's been projecting it to us. Oh. Get on that episode, Niners. J.J. Abrams, uh, make it happen. They can't do that, though, because then they'll never be Star Wars 10 to infinity uh, and beyond. Um, back to droids. Right. And, and the problem, L3. The problem, L3. The problem, the problem with, L3. with L3. So the fact that she had a personality, not the problem. Right. Okay. Makes sense why she has a personality. Her message of being a, like a social justice warrior for droids... <laughs> Is a problem, and I'm going to I'm going to say this very carefully. Social justice is not a problem. You think, yes. Okay. You're not the first person to make this argument. And social, I've, I've read and heard it before. Oh yeah, yeah. Social justice is something that we should all strive for and fight for. Yes. Strong agree. But L three is depicted in such a way that that's her bit. That's her shtick. We should laugh at it. Right. It's funny. Right. Um, that no. is no. That's 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 irresponsible. Yes. Okay. Social justice is not a punchline. You you can't. You can't. Oh God, this is dicey. It is. You can't equate droids, machines, to the plight of any living group of people. In the world's history, I'm sorry, you can't do that. And that was very carefully thought out and well put. And 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 again, it's because it makes it a farce. Because droids don't have free will, right? So I guess the question is: Is L three executing programming? I don't know. That it, it really is so problematic. It's very problematic. Droids. It's so problematic. Are not. Slaves. They're not. They're computers. They're 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 tools. Yes. And to they are play no more, with that. They're no more slaves than the robotic arms on a production line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or our cars. Or our cars. Okay. Listen, I love my car. You guys have heard the Knight Rider episode. Yeah. Both of us. Shades and I, we we take care of our cars because we, we love our cars. You we don't see shades give them and personification I driving around freeing cars from other owners that we think aren't, <laughs> you know, treating them well. Because oh, we man. still are rational human beings that realize, hey, maybe we shouldn't equate the plight of automobiles to the plight of fill in the blank group of people. You've just who given have been an impressed. excellent legal defense to every carjacker ever. 
Yeah, right. Officer, I was just liberating, I was just liberating this, car this car yeah. from an owner who did not respect it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. We're uh, we're on the same side on this one. Yeah. Good day, sir. And I have a, I have, a I have a pitch. I'm going to wait to do the pitch in, Good. until the end. But I have a pitch how you could kind of fix this problem with L3. Because again, the biggest problem with L3 is that. She turns something that shouldn't be a joke into a joke. into a punchline, and if you're going to bring up social justice, which spoiler alert, the whole fucking thing is about social justice. Right. We're starting right. the rebellion eight fucking times right. because right, you know right, we're right, standing right, right, up right. to oppression. But if you're going to boil it down and put it in this silly droid, th- okay, now you've crossed the line. Yep, that's what I'll say about L three. Well put. Thank you. Strong agree. Thank you. Should we go on to big questions? Sure. You got some big questions? I have one last rant that's going to lead into my big question. Okay. Okay? Han speaking Screwwook. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? It was... That was another instance of, isn't this funny? Kind of a thing. Which... uh, No. It wasn't actually funny. It wasn't funny. I get what they were trying to do. I do too. But now my big question... Why did Han do it? When when we speak to droids yeah. in the Star Wars universe, we don't speak droid to them. No. And when we meet uh, creatures from other planets that have a different language, we don't speak to them in their native language, and they don't speak to us in their native language. And maybe it's like imperial technology or the Force or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you speak is understood by the, the creature or person or alien or droid. Mm-hmm or piece of technology that you speak, mm-hmm. and it is understood. We've just violated a, a rule of the Star Wars universe. Well, Why did Han speak Skrewook? And where did he learn it? I will address your question. It's... It's... Like, everyone 90, just understands R2's yes. beeps and, and pops and clicks. For, for, I would definitely say that is super true for the movies and the shows and, and, and yeah. everything yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah. thus yep. far. Except there's one giant piece of evidence that says nay to you. It's going to throw shade at shades. And that is the existence of C-3PO and all protocol droids. They exist as translators between languages that don't compute next to each other. So like when C-3PO becomes the translator for Jabba Jabba yes. or C-3PO translates the Ewok yes. language um, into uh, common or whatever. Right. I see where you're coming from. Right. And it's, it's yeah, where did Han learn it? It's very silly. And also, why did he have to do it? Because Chewie knows common. Right. Chewie understands. It's the only time we ever talk to Chewie. Because common is English. Common is just English. It's just it's what they call it in yes. the Star Wars universe. And if it's showing in China... We're not talking about the rapper common. No, we are not talking about the rapper. Have I ever told you my problem with the rapper common? <laughs> Can I go on a slight tirade for a second? Oh, this is real. Okay. This is real. Wow. Yeah. No, you have never told me your problem with common. I, I don't know anything about uh, common, the rapper. I'm sure his songs are just fine. I'm sure he's a great guy. Maybe he's not, and I just, like, gave... <laughs> Like gave harbor to like a child predator, but um, guys, I was not saying that common is a child predator. Calm down. The the fact is, I don't know anything about common. 
what you guys might know about me, though, is that I'm an art teacher. I, I teach children art. And I was looking uh, for some... Sometimes I, I, I look up things online for my, my kids to draw from. Sure. Right? It's a common practice, and it helps build fine motor skills and <laughs> build your own artistic talent. So I was like, oh, you know what I need? I just need common poses. Just like common poses of people so that people can draw from. So I Google search common poses, and I just get... Tons of like this, and you can't see it right this now. But like, great audio, long-time listeners. I got my elbow up, and I got, and it just, <laughs> I just had pages and pages of this one guy posing oh all over the place. Goodness. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I realized, "Oh, Common is a rapper. If you're a rapper, please do not make your name such a, a used adjective for Google searches, please." That's my tirade on Common. Um, again, I'm sure he makes fine music. Well played. Really ruined my Google search. Um, your big question. I'll just, have more to say about well, all, all I'll say is, I guess the reason he did that was just to show Chewy that he's trustworthy. Um, I wish there was a different way they could have done that. I mean, I don't know. Lots of like double agent spies speak oh, yeah. the language of the realm. Absolutely. That was the that was the one instance where it was it was um, that was kind of the worst they treated Chewy. Yeah, because it was kind of like a trick. Yep. You know. It's like when you bark at your dog and like really confuse your dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> like your dog's like, wait a minute. Those noises don't come from you. Anywho, my uh, big question is, this is a legitimate big question because I've argued with people about this. Do you think that Lando was really In fucking L3? <sighs> because it's implied. It is implied. I do not doubt that he loved L3 because he was... He was Really upset right. when when she died. I don't think he was. I also don't think he was. I think he programmed L three mm-hmm. specifically with that personality. Yeah, I I really feel like it. Was... I feel like he wanted an equal who would understand him yeah. and his plight. Yeah, and be a foil for him. Yeah, and programmed. I think he genuinely loved L three. And also, what was not sexually attracted to her? Because I have friends who are like, "Oh it's, no, definitely." Like, I don't. She said it. She said that, like, "Oh, it works. It works." And I think, no, but I, I don't think he was actually. I don't putting think so it to L3, either. I don't I think mean. so yeah. either. And there were. I've seen online too. Like, no, it was people her personality that exactly. He found That's what, what yes. I think. And that line, that like little throwaway line, I think it's just like the result of her learning from Lando. Right. And her programming kind right. of picking up his his, his machismo yeah. and his, his charisma yep. and everything and how things are... You know, they did a good job of, of, of not making Lando in this movie like overly sexual. Right. I mean, it would be super easy to make Lando like a sexual predator. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they did a good job of, of like, no, he's just like really charismatic yep. and he's not really... Going after people is it's just like he's kind of like a Captain Jack of of uh of Doctor Who. Yes. People are just just they're just drawn they're to him. They're just drawn yep. to him. He's, he's, he's very, very attractive. And I don't even mean just physically, although he is physically attractive, but he's also he attracts people to him because of how charismatic right. he is. So I guys, I do not think there was any physical relationship. Yeah, the answer to your question, in my opinion, is that no. And I he agree. He was not getting it on with L3. And I agree. And I have to I've just been I have been legitimately surprised by the amount of people who have said to me, no, absolutely they were. Yeah. And I'm like, also, what? Yeah. And I have no problem talking about sex with robots. I mean, 
We have we have had conversations we have had galore. Conversations on this I, I, show. A very good friend of mine got married the whole night robot? before. Not to a robot, but the whole night before, um, we were talking about the implications, uh, the moral implications of robot sex in the future. The whole night before, as one does before a wedding. Yeah. Um, that's not the problem. The problem is, I think you're reading into something, guys, that, that really isn't there. Do you have another? I do. Good question? Can I do two? I have a throwaway. Yeah, I do two. I only have one more. Okay. Uh, this is a throw. Oh, I have a lot more. Um, this one's a throwaway. Okay. How was the Imperial March being played over the recruiting station PA when Han escapes? Yeah. I mean... That, that posits a, little... a world in which John, John, Lucas, Williams, John is... Williams lives yeah. in... Like, it posits that the Imperial March, when we hear it in A New Hope, was actually being played over the system in the right. Death Star. Right. Which is not the case. Not the case. Okay. I, I agree. All right. I agree. Um, this is a, a bigger question. In A New Hope, mm -hmm. 3PO notes that the Falcon's OS has a particular, sorry, a peculiar dialect. Mm -hmm. Is L3's story a nod to that one throwaway line? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, 100%, absolutely. L3 is the personality in the Falcon that, that C-3PO is talking to. I, yes. Follow-up question. 100% believe that. Yeah. That is so cruel to think that L3's personality mm -hmm. is alive and well on the Falcon yep. and separated from Lando. It is. It is. But it's L3. And she deserves it. I'm just kidding. Just Do you think Lando's going to get the Falcon back in Episode Nine? Um, and he's going to be like, "Hello." You know what? He should. Friend. He should. He right? should get. He should get the Falcon back. Ray shouldn't have the Falcon. Um, Lando should have it. It's his ship. To be fair, this is another thing we talked about off mic. We should just mic ourselves all the time. We should. Um, one thing I liked about this movie, I'm going to keep coming back to think sure. about this yeah. movie because it needs. To it be was fed. fun. Um. This was hands down the best piloting we've seen Han do in the Oh, Falcon. absolutely. Uh, during the Kessel run when he's when he's evading the um the ties, uh that's some of the best, most unique yeah. and daring. We've never seen the Falcon do anything right. like that before. Uh so great. I'm glad we finally saw yeah. that. Yeah. Agree. Strong agree. Other than that, the other time that we saw the Falcon really be piloted amazingly was when Lando piloted it right. in Return of the in Jedi. Return of the Jedi. So, maybe that's a little nod to that Lando and the Falcon also have this connection. This connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. It, it does make you, in like a warm feeling, think about the first time when, when the Falcon landed at Cloud City. I like to think that there's like a little scene where yeah. like Lando, Lando went up and goes up like, onto the yeah. Falcon, yeah. Just sits down. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, uh, um, I almost said Mark, but Luke does in, right. in uh, Last Jedi. Yep. You know, just has a moment in the ship. Yep. It, 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 you know, hearing, guys, spoilers again, if you haven't heard that, uh, Billy Dee Williams is, is reprising his role reprising, as Lando Calrissian yes. in I mean, episode nine. They're just going to kill him, right? I don't That's know. kind of what mean, they do in this universe. It's the, but it's the last one, I guess. I mean, he's I, the only one left. Yeah, I know, because you can't kill Leia. You can't. You can't. Um, He's the only one left, but you'd like to think they'll leave someone alive. I really hope so. I hope they do too. And I and I, I agree with you. I hope he he's the one that ends up with the Falcon. Right. You know, maybe he and Chewie fly off from the Falcon, and he finally drops Chewie back home. Oh my God! Forty five years later, or however long it's been. 
45 years yeah. since the new hope yeah uh yeah you have any more big, big questions one last big question sure. i had um that final scene i liked it with all like the double crossing mm -hmm. beckett beckett right yeah yep. beckett double crosses then han double crosses and then kira double everyone's double crossing classic yeah. high scene yeah um why this is a two-part question why did beckett tell han about the job at Jabba's palace if he was intending to double cross double Han. cross and in all likelihood get him killed right was he just hoping he would somehow figure out a way out of that that's that seemed to me just felt a little I don't have a good answer for yeah, it yeah that line just seemed a little lazy like 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 uh, this will get you to the next point you know right. what i mean like right 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 it it didn't feel cuz the first time i saw the movie it bothered me. Right. And so then the second time I watched it, I'm like, okay, well, I do, I really need to pay attention to when he says right. this. And yeah, he says it. And you know he's already decided, decided to double, double cross. Crossing. It just it bothered me. I don't have a good answer for you. Okay. You don't have Specifically to. Specifically in the context of the story. Mm -hmm. The movie world. Yeah. Not like the writers wrote this. Yeah. In the context of the movie, mm -hmm. like if we're an invisible person walking around, maybe to just lull Han into a false sense of security. Yeah. But Han already trusts him completely. Right. Right. So it really doesn't. Yeah. At that make point, sense. Han. It's not like, a good. I answer. guess at that point we do know that Han doesn't trust him. Heist movie stuff, man. I know. No one. No one believes anything. Yeah. So, uh, I second. Don't know. Second that question. A, that wasn't a good answer. Second question about that scene. That's a throwaway question, but how? Beckett and takes Chewie and is having Chewie haul up all the coaxia yeah. up this hill. How did Han get ahead of him? Movie magic. Because they pull out way far and there yes. are no like are, speeder bikes nothing. or little ships or anything around. Yep. Han just... He's just there. He's just there. You almost want him to make that like move that he does in Return of the Jedi yes. when, right. when all the stormtroopers come yep. out. He's like, eh? Right. Uh, makes great audio, but I'm doing it right now. It looked great. Dead Nailed on. it. Dead on. Yep. Um, but willing to let those little things pass. You know what I mean? Movie magic. Movie magic. And bad storytelling. And bad storytelling. I have one last question. Okay. Uh, this might be cheap, but I think it needs to be asked. Sure. Did we need this movie? Did anyone want this movie other than George Lucas? Um, yes. Uh, you asked two questions, I'll answer. Yeah. No. And yes. No, we did not need this movie. Okay. Yes. Some people who work at Disney that like money <laughs> wanted this movie. To but happen. no fans were saying like, where's Hans' origin story? Like we got his origin story peppered in in enough of the movies. I did not talk to one person who was excited about this movie. I talked to a lot of people Agreed. in this yep. in this realm, in this circle. I talked to people who love Han. I talked to people who don't care about Han. I talked right. to people who grew up on the prequels. I talked to people who just got introduced in the Disney movies. I, I, I ran the gamut. Right. No one was really excited for this. Everyone was apprehensive. And I think that just Shows you the environment going into this movie. Pepper that in with the production problems that we kept hearing about. Pepper that in with that it's only been six months since, since the, last the last movie. Last movie. You are setting yourself up for a weak box office. Right. 
It's unfortunate. Strong agree. It's unfortunate because I think the actors involved did a nice job. Yeah, I can't fault anyone's performance. Nope. And I think that for the most part, the writers did a really nice job too on this movie. Yep. Because there they, was no path to success. There was no path to success. I mean, they managed their own Kessel run yep. in this movie. It was bumpy along the way. They had a lot of obstacles they had to overcome. But by golly, they found a way in 12 parsecs. Rounding down. <laughs> Rounding down. Uh, I think that brings us to Pitch, please. please. Okay, here's how I'm going to fix L3. Great. Ready? Just eraser. All right, moving on. To, no, <laughs> just kidding. No, here's the thing. If wow. You, wow. If, you, if you're committed to doing L3 and doing L3 in this way, where she's um, you know, dedicated to the liberation of droids and everything, much like Hermione Granger is dedicated to the liberation of like house elves, right? Oh, and Harry Potter. Spoiler alert, guys, for Harry Potter, too. Guys, spoiler alerts, Dobby dies. There we go. Oh, no. Yeah, we did not give enough space <laughs> in between that, uh, that one. But here's did the I, Did I tell you I ruined the... You don't even have to end, the, end that sentence. I know you did. I know you ruined something. For an entire class full of students that Wonderful. were reading um, Half-Blood Prince. Well, they always say every kid has a teacher they'll never forget. Ruined it. That class has you for that reason. Like, if you don't stop talking, I'm going to ruin the ending. Oh, well, that's a good, that's a good, um... And they didn't stop. Yeah. Well, I they, did it. I did it. You did it. All right, so here's how you fix L3. Guys, I got fired from that job. You didn't. Oh, we'll leave it. Let's leave our <laughs> real world at the door. Um, here's the issue with L3. Well, we've already talked about the issue, but here's how you can fix L3. Okay. So keep her wanting her joy liberation and, yes. and everything. Keep her being this annoying robot. But then have her break all the programming. I mean, like, break the restraining bolts, set yep. all the, the droids free, and then have the droids just continue working. Job. Just keep following the programming. And she gives up. Because that's what they do. And she is heartbroken. Yeah. Heartbroken, right? And she's in despair and everything. You know, you still have the big mind escape. It's mm -hmm. not like you need the oh, pandemonium yeah. of, of the droids nope. to get the big mind escape. So everything goes to shit. There's a big firefight. And on her way back to the Falcon, she's still shot and killed. And there you go. No. And then, <laughs> and then you know, oh, just like happens wow. in the movie, she dies in Lando's arms. Yep. But in those final moments, she realizes that it's not the definition of what she is that gives her worth. It's not that she has to fight for droids. Because right. they're just as worthy of blah, 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 blah. But the relationships that you build with others right. and having somebody love you is what makes you right. who you it's are. It's the worth that Lando places on yes. her. And it's the relationship that they have with each other. Right. That that is perfectly organic. And that right. that makes her, her, her quote-unquote real. And then she, then she dies understanding that. Isn't that a more very, isn't that beautiful. a more poetic yeah. like it's way a, for L three to go out? Yep, and it fixes the whole droid problem. It too. fixes the whole. It fixes a lot of things. Yeah. So that's my when the shades and sketch thirtieth anniversary solo uh, special featurette comes out. 
It'll uh, it'll be in there. That'll be announced. So something to look forward to. Spo yeah. Guys, spoiler alert for the, the 30th, 30th anniversary, anniversary Shades and Sketch Solo Special, special Edition, edition. Uh, that you can look forward to in 2050. Wow. We'll better get to work on that right now. And by God, we'll still be doing this show. Absolutely, we will be. Uh, um, my pitch. Yeah, you still had a pitch. I, I had you had pitch, a couple yeah. pitches in this. This is my real pitch. Okay. Um, so you have to do a couple things for this pitch to work. Okay. How to fix the movie. Okay. You got to change the name of the movie. Yes. <laughs> Give me... <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know what I'm remembering right now? What? Han what? Just Han. This is... Um, solo. Right. This is... I mean, that's so problematic. It, like, it dumb. portrays that he didn't know his dumb, given dumb, name. Dumb. Or uh, he forgot it. Or He talks about his father. That's what I mean. He, he like, talks about how his he father... He has yes. a last name. He does. He, he has one. Um, so you have to change the name of the movie, okay. first of all. You, you make the movie focus on the train heist mm -hmm. and that ragtag group. Sure. And there's just... A random nobody character on this team. Mm -hmm. Love it already. I know that, where you're going, and I love that it already. He's, like, he's just like the low man on the totem pole that yep. everybody gives shit about. And over the course of this heist, yep. we, we, in the movie, we keep losing characters. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the movie, it's just Woody and this, like, this kid character. Yep. And they all meet their end. Every single one of the team yeah. dies yeah. except for this one rando nobody. Love it. I'm, I see where you're going, and I love it. I do. I legitimately love it. Yeah. He's the last yep. member of the team. Yep. When he gets captured, inevitably, they ask him his name. Yep. Yep. Han. Han, Han what? Han Solo. Han Solo. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Love it. That he you. could be captured by the Empire, and then that's how he that's ends up how in he the gets Empire. into the Empire. And then we, yep. as the audience, know like we know how the story ends. Yes, we know how the story ends. Love it. Thank you. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Don't have it be solo. Just have it be whatever else. Basically, the story of Beckett. Yeah. You can't just call it Beckett a Star Wars. Well, I, you know, whatever. You know, rogue. You could call it. You could call it Falcon. I don't know. Like, have have their ship be the Millennium Falcon. Like, have or like Lando you comes could, in. It could uh, be a Lando movie. Could be it a could Lando be... movie. Except then, then you'd have to. How would you not have Lando die too? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that makes it problematic. I do. I do like the like calling it Falcon and just having it be like, oh, it's the story of the Falcon. It's the story of the Millennium Falcon. Because yeah. like, where uh, presumably somebody owned the Falcon before yeah. Lando. Yeah, and so then you get this idea of like, oh, this is going to be the, mo the movie of the Falcon. Like, we learn where the Millennium Falcon came from mm -hmm. before Lando got it. Yeah. I like that. I don't know what you call it, but I think that would have been a much better Han origin story than what we got. Yeah, just because then you can enjoy the whole movie not thinking, this is Han. How does he right. stack up to Han? Blah, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And then uh, just at the end, you get and then Han I, I think and it's... solo because, yeah, I like that. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate like that. that. I thought long and hard about it. Yeah. So, like, how would you really fix this movie and and make it something that could stand alone and not affect the rest of the saga? Yeah. Yeah, that is nice. I do like that. I do like that. I can't think Guys, of any critiques for you on that. That's good. 
That's Sketch good. is just sitting pensively, looking off into the distance. It makes for great audio. It does, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like visualizing it. Everything is like coming right? together for me, and I, I do can you like just it. See it. I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. That that's brings us good. to shades and sketch recommendations. Why don't you start us off? Okay, I'm gonna recommend uh, Shades' version of <laughs> Solo. <laughs> I am uh, honored. No, Thank I'm you. just, I'm just like, pick it. I want, like, I want to sit down and write that. What now, a great you know movie, I mean? right? Um, can we sell the scene with L3? Sure. Dying. Great. Perfect. Um, I'm gonna recommend, guys. Uh, I'll keep it in the universe. I'll keep it in the extended universe. We've talked about it a couple of times in this episode. Star Wars Rebels. Uh, have we never recommended Rebels? I don't think we have. Wow. I, well, you know what I need to do? I need to go through all of our past episodes and I start know. writing down what we've recommended. Yeah. I don't think I've recommended Rebels. If I have, guys, I apologize. If I'm I have, sorry. I also apologize. Uh, but uh, Rebels tells the story of uh, a group of, well, dare we should say Rebels, that takes place in between uh, the events of the Clone Wars animated series and the uh, events Hope. of, yeah, of, a, new of Hope. a New Hope. And, or I guess not A New Hope. I guess Rogue, Rogue One, One now, we have to say. Um, it does a really nice job of tying up some loose ends left by the Clone Wars series, which, spoiler alert, we just got announced uh, the Clone Wars series yeah. is not over, that yep. it will be uh, back for a final season, so that's great. great. Uh, but it does wrap up some uh, stories really nicely. There are some moments in Rebels where I was so happy yeah. like for characters. Oh, yeah. uh, and there were some really clever ties. I'm not going to give it away, but I'm going to say to you, Rex. You know what I mean when oh, I say I Rex? Oh, some, that was so good. Yeah. Um, and we brought it up a lot in this episode. It ends the Darth Maul story really beautifully. Yeah. Like really, really nicely. Uh, so highly recommend. If you like Star Wars, obviously, and you haven't checked out Star Wars Rebels yet, check it out. It is, uh, it's done. It's ran its course. It's four seasons. And as of this recording, in, it comes out on DVD this In a this decade, week. maybe we'll get Rebels season, season five. five. Maybe. Maybe. Because it, it, it... That seems to be the, what's you know, happening now. And it certainly ends in a way that, you know, you could go further. You don't have to. You don't have to. But, uh, you know, Disney. Yeah. If you can. They will. They will. Uh, so, there you go. Star Wars Rebels. Okay, I am going to go in a completely different direction sure. and recommend Hollywood Weapons, Fact or Fiction right. with uh, Terry Chapo. It's a Netflix series. Okay. And uh, in a similar vein to, you've talked about um, you know, being a kid and watching like how they do the Oh yeah, like how they make movie magic. Movie yeah. magic. Mm -hmm. uh, or like a Mythbusters and mm -hmm. like figuring out how to actually pull off the, the stunt yep. when they do their movie episodes. This is like a show specifically on the big stunts or the big, um, you know, big practical effect moments yeah. in a movie. Cool. And uh, Terry Chapo is like a special effects army kind of guy. I mean, he tells you his background in the first episode and uh, a practical effects guru that works at the warehouse where Hollywood gets all of its like prop weaponry. Yeah. Um, and they they put every everything to the test. Uh, nothing is safe. My two favorite episodes. I'm going to recommend. I think I've watched the first season at this point. My, I think the two best episodes are the Die Hard episode and the Jaws episode. Ooh, both yeah, of them both are good. incredibly rewarding to see mm -hmm. 
how they actually you know came up with the stuff, the, the practical ideas that went behind it, and then how to make the, the stunts work. Cool. Without just like you know slapping a, a bunch of dynamite to it just to make it explode at the end for yeah. kicks and giggles. Yeah. Um, I think it's really well done, and uh, you know the, they're not they're not actors in a similar vein to Adam and Jamie. Yeah. But uh, they they try really hard, hmm. and I appreciate it. You said it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Cool. Hollywood Weapons Factor Fiction. Netflix just knocking it out of the park it is. lately. They, the original content of Netflix has been pretty amazing. Hey, uh... That's fantastic. Should we pack it up? I guess so. It's getting a little bumpy. It is. Like, all of a sudden. I'm, uh, that, that Curlian moonset. Moonset. Yeah, that you drink. Uh, not sitting, sitting well, well with you. With all it's, it's a good thing that there is a bathroom in this luxurious yeah. uh, escape pod. There well, is. as we're packing up, is there anything you would like uh, to grab? For the I'm gonna take this uh, DL44. Ooh, classic! A classic piece of Star Wars memorabilia. I'm taking this whole fucking closet of capes. <laughs> I thought you might. Yeah, because I am going. Out I thought you might. I'm the town. A cape for every occasion is what I say. You borrow one of your capes. Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe. Oh, that was a big bomb. Whoa, whoa! You, maybe uh, we should. Uh, hey, the, we seem to have lost power here. There, there. Why is that? Why is that button blinking? Blinking over there. Um. Oh boy! Unfortunate. Well, guys, I guess before we uh, before we go, uh, thanks for joining us. If yeah. you if you like the show, please comment, rate, review us. Yeah, it really does make the difference in the the iTunes algorithms. Oh, big bump! Whoa! Give geez. us a rating and review if you'd be so kind. If you already have, we thank you. And uh, you can contact us on uh, through Facebook at, or, or geeking at, out, or you Facebook. can uh, contact us through go. Shades and Sketch. Or on Twitter at Shades and Sketch. And um, we've been getting some messages lately, and I gotta say, they feel good. They do. They're really nice. Thank, thank you. you guys. If you've written to us, uh, thank you. Whoa, geez, another. That's a big. Oh boy. Maybe we should just jettison the escape this pod? thing before something bad happens. I mean, All right, obviously, we'll it. be okay. Let's try to get to the escape. <laughs> <laughs>